Today's episode is brought to you by King Realty and Management Incorporated, a full-service residential real estate brokerage with a multi-generational approach. Are you looking to invest in real estate here in Texas? Or better yet, are you looking to sell your home? Be sure to contact King Realty and Management. Visit kingrealtytx.com slash podcast. Millennial versus Machine, how I got someone else to pay off my student loan debt and how you can do the same thing. Let's jump right into today's conversation. Hello, everyone. It's Courtney again with another episode of Millennial versus Machine. I hope you guys are having a great uh, week, a great day, uh, a great evening if you're listening to this in the evening. Um, And I wanted to just dive right into another episode of this podcast Um, Before we get started, make sure you visit me, CourtneyMKing.com or my brokerage, which is KingRealtyTX.com. And I've linked both in the show notes. And then also, I would love to interact and engage with you on social media. So if you click the show notes, you'll also um, get access to my social media handles, Um, so you can follow me, I can follow you and we can definitely talk more about how to overcome this machine, which is student loan debt. Um, last week's episode, I talked about three money moves that you can make while your student loans are on pause. And this week, actually for the rest of the month of of September, um, which I think we have like two or three more, um, weeks, I was going to focus on a book called Faith finances and that book is by Thomas Zordani hopefully I'm saying that right I will link it in the show notes Um, it came out in 2009 and it is uh, his story on how he basically transformed um, his family his life experience um, through various key principles um, related to wealth and finances biblical principles Um, And so what I was going to do is just kind of highlight for the rest of this month the key things in the book. And then I thought, you know what? In the Bible, it talks about we only know in part. Um, The prophets only know in part. Uh, Each of us individually only know what we know. And that knowledge is limited. And so... As a result of that, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to highlight this particular book, like everything that's in the book, um, because even the author is limited in his knowledge. There are so many books on faith and finances, and I encourage you to look on Amazon and um, see, you know, what what you feel like you need to um, read, and you know, just pray about it. Pray pray for some guidance, right? Um, but so instead of talking about that, I really wanted to talk today about your view of money, um, how you perceive money, uh, what it means to you. Um, and I was quickly reminded about how God has changed my perspective on money. 
um, from when I was young to now is totally different. And I think as you look at your finances, how we talk about, you know, looking at your goals, setting a budget, right? If we dive even deeper into like the root of where each of us individually is right now from a financial perspective, I think it all has to go back to how we view money. Um, in addition, obviously, to our experiences and what we've been taught, bad or good, right? Um, and so I wanted to share a little bit about my uh, evolution uh, or the evolution of my perspective on money. Um, if you read my book, Millennial Versus Machine, it's linked here. It's on Amazon. You can actually listen to it, too. It's a quick read. Um, but you'll know a little bit about my perspective on money. And um, my parents were not rich. Um, we, my parents did such a great job on working with what they had to provide, right? Um, they both made a commitment and said, you know what? I want my children to live a better life than I had, right? They both came from poorest of poors. And um, so I appreciate them and all of their efforts in um, working to, to provide us with a, a, a good life, a better life. And I'm so thankful because um, I saw how hard they worked. And it's interesting, as an adult, I find myself working just like that, right? Just working um, making sure that, um, I do my part in terms of working to earn a living and to survive and thrive and all of that. Um, but it's interesting because as a kid, one of the perspectives on money that I had developed was let me hoard it. Okay. Let me work really, really, really hard for it. And then let me hoard it. I do not want to spend a dime because I do not want to be broke. And y'all, when I tell you in all transparency, I lived a long time with that perspective. I mean, even into my 20s, um, I lived with that perspective. And it, it is a perspective that is completely rooted in fear. Um, and that's something that had to be revealed to me. The, the other component of that perspective for me was I was looking at myself as the source. I work, I get paid, right? I don't work, I don't get paid. Um, I, I, I thought to myself, wow, if I keep working, working, working so, so hard, you know, to the point of killing myself, to the point of exhaustion, then that's going to generate even more money. And I came to find out that that is not the truth. <laughs> I also came to find out that hoarding money is so against what the Bible preaches. Um, and God had to reveal that to me. Um, the, the first scripture that comes to mind, honestly, that I have read and read over the years that continues to just kind of penetrate me and, and, and make it so that I have the right perspective is Luke um, chapter 12. And it starts at verse 22, and I'm just going to read it, and I'll link it in the show notes as well. It says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. 
for life is more than food and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wild flowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the fields, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief Thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I love that scripture. And I, I see myself, right? I see myself, especially um, in, my, in my high school years, in my uh, college years, even after college, up until probably, gosh, maybe three or four years ago. I see myself in all of this, worrying about what I will wear, worrying about food, worrying about how to pay my bills, worrying about all of these things. And it's like, gosh, like that's not the right perspective. Like God cares about us. Um, he is our source, not anything that we can do. And I think that is where, when I, when I grabbed hold of that fact, that is where my thoughts and my perspective on money change, right? And it's changed to the point where I'm like, okay, God, I belong to you. You are my source. The, the word says you give life and breath in all things. Like, that's what it says. <laughs> that's what I believe. So let me seek you and your kingdom first, right? What, what do you have to say about this? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? And, and it's so contrary to what the world says, you guys. And as if you were watching me as I'm filming this um, or recording this, it's, it's funny because there's just so much depth in that, in that scripture, in the, in that fact, right? So, I, as a, 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 a former hoarder, a former money hoarder, right? Um, I completely violated the whole definition of currency. Currency, current is the root word, flowing in and flowing out, right? So in my hoarding of this money out of fear that I would be poor, um, I violated the whole point of currency, flow in and flow out. The second thing that God changed in me is an understanding that I am not here and working for myself in the sense of everything that I do is not for me. It's, it's, it's not so that I can 
be happy. It's not so that I can buy whatever I want. Or it's, it has nothing to do with me. I, I am here because God wants to do through me certain things that he pre-wrote, Psalms 139. And I am he- uh, here for his good pleasure to fulfill those things. And you know what the crazy, it's not crazy. You know what the funniest thing is, as I just repeat that back to myself, is when I found that when I have made this perspective, like I'm here to serve God and allow him to use me, use the money that I earn in whatever way he see fit, number one, it kind of eases the pressure a little bit on myself to perform, right? But it, 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 it's funny because it makes me think like, wow, when, and, and no, based on experience, wow, when I delight in him first, when I make my focus in serving him first, literally all of, all of the things that I could even want, even the things that I didn't even know I wanted are provided, right? That is the whole point of Matthew six thirty three. I actually wear a bracelet, um, with, with that scripture that seek first the kingdom and all of his righteousness and all of these things will be added. Like literally when I make him the priority, not the money, not my business, not the wealth, you know, not my worry about student loans or worry about anything else. When I make him the focus, all of the things are added. Everything that I, that we could even want, right? So that's kind of what I wanted to share on today's episode uh, is, is just that evolution of my perspective on money. And I do sincerely believe that when we explore how we view money um, and let that lead us into our finances and exploring, well, you know, why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? And then taking it full circle back to okay God this is where I am give me an understanding it says in all you're getting get an understanding so Lord here's where I am right now I'm going to surrender this to you there is more that I need to understand and I'm asking you to give me that understanding and then making sure that we go into his word to seek the understanding right because literally it's all in there then that's going to help us. And that is actually going to give us the blueprint on what God wants us to do to tackle these student loans, to get out of student loan debt or to get out of debt, period. And our world complicates it, right? You got to do this. You got to do these eight steps. You got to do this. No, there are things that we have to do. Yes. But at the core of all of it is seeking God. I'm in Proverbs. Um, there are 31 chapters of Proverbs. And so for the book, uh, excuse me, for the month of September, I'm reading one chapter of Proverbs today in hopes that I get more understanding and wisdom. And I think it's Proverbs 11, 12, or 13. I can't remember. Um, that it says, oh, no, it wasn't Proverbs. There are some Proverbs about this, but it's actually in the book of Amos chapter 5. It says, seek God and live multiple times he says that and so that is my encouragement to you guys as stressful as finances is 
Um, as stressful as the student loan debt is, I encourage you to seek God, seek the Holy Spirit, seek his righteousness, peace, and joy as a guide on what you should do next to tackle this debt that you may be in. That's all I've got today. I hope this is helpful. I hope this sparks thought. Um, this is just me sharing my experience. Your experience may be different, and I'd love to hear about your experience, actually. So if you go to CourtneyMKing.com slash podcast, you can send me a message. You can follow us on Instagram at MillennialVSMachine. You can always direct message me there. Or as I put out different content, comment, you know, share um, with me. If you want it to be anonymous, obviously direct message me or go onto the website. Uh, but I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear about your views on money. Uh, maybe some of the things that you feel uh, hold you back. And what did you find in this word? What did you find in God's word that may be leading you into a different understanding of money and a different understanding of what God's will is for your life? I'd love to hear about it. Um, I don't get to share this kind of stuff with a lot of people. And so I'm, I feel so honored and humbled that I get to, um, in a trend, very transparent way, share my experience. So I hope this helps. If you have any follow-up questions, visit CourtneyMKing.com slash podcast, message me or email me Courtney at KingRealtyTX.com. Enjoy the rest of your day. Continue to seek God's kingdom first and everything will be added. Uh, praying for you guys, love you guys, and I'll talk to you next week. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to continue the conversation, be sure to visit CourtneyMKing.com slash community. And oh, by the way, please subscribe, share, rate, and review this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. And so would your peeps who are looking to get out of student loan debt. Until next time.